Hi, welcome. This is The Weekend Sober. This is Kim. And this is Catherine. And we have a very special guest We're today. We're so excited. We I've have... never been so excited in my life. <laughs> this is Francie Wade. Welcome, Francie. for inviting me to come chat with all of you and your wonderful listeners. It's been such a pleasure listening to your different episodes. I I think you're like our number one fan. I know. I was like, that's so creepy that now our number one fan is on. It's like, fangirl (laughs) Well, I hope you know that I am your fangirl. I am so excited to be here. I just think that what you guys are doing is opening up a conversation that no one's really having. Some people are having, but not really people that we know personally. And I think you're so brave. Well, speaking of brave. You're so sweet. Um, My name is Francie Wade. I'm 39. I'm about to be 40. It's crazy. I have three children, a girl and two little Irish twin boys. Um, And I own my own business. I am a wife uh, to an amazing husband. And I grew up in the area. um, And I went to school in New York. And then I came back. You have been sober for five plus years. And that is amazing to us that's incredible well you're so sweet I think that I actually use the word don't drink because I actually have a business and we um my business is a PR company and we focus a lot on political issues including um the recreational and medicinal use of marijuana so I don't necessarily use the word sober but I have not had a drink in over five years so you don't drink I don't drink. AF. You're alcohol fresh. I've never. Oh, my God. I'm stealing that. Oh, it's on my app all the time. I am sober. People are like, 20 days AF. I'm like, what is this? I know. Evan was like, like, as fuck? Like, I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, it took me, like, months. I kept having to Google it. What does it mean? What does AF mean in the alcohol realm? Yeah. Like, in the sober realm. I had never heard that before. I think people get shocked when they find out I don't drink. Because I'm super high energy and always have been. And I think that people expect that I'm drunk my, 24 hours my, a day. I told, <laughs> my, ki- my kids, when we went, so we went yeah. on a sober weekend yeah. together. And my kids, as you all know, know what sober means. And they were like, so who's going with you, mom, on your weekend? And I said, Francie's going. They're like, Francie's sober? <laughs> Like, take, yes, you two can have this much yes. energy. You and, two can and be positivity and be AF. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think the number one thing here is that I stopped drinking just to become a better version of myself. That sounds really cheesy, no. but I mean it. Um, I mean it personally and professionally. I am naturally super high energy, and alcohol actually made that energy a little bit dulled, dulled, but mm-hmm. also um, out of control. Yeah. Like it, it, it yeah. would spin my head in ways that were not the most productive yeah. ways. And what it allowed me to be was, and I, and Kim has this tattooed on her body, but I think mm-hmm. for me personally, alcohol um, was not allowing me to be my real self. It was not allowing me to be free. Exactly. Um, and it's so funny. The, um, the meaning of my name, Francis, is free one. Really? really? I should just run around <gasps> in your backyard naked with yeah. like no clothes on, dive into the river. 
No, um, but I think Do that it. it really, I think we were kind of sold a bill of goods as oh, yeah. young women growing up in like the late 90s, early 2000s that like successful women like Carrie and Samantha and Miranda and what's the other one? Charlotte. Charlotte. Right. Yes. You know, All they were successful cosmos. women. Mm-hmm. Their activity for fun God bless them and their wonderful clothes. Patricia Fields, if you're listening, I love you. Um, but, but we were sold a bill of goods that if we wanted to be those young, cool, successful women, you went out for cocktails with your girlfriends. Yeah. You had a ton of fun, and that was kind of what fun was. Right. And I think it's so nice to have a group of friends now, mm-hmm. um, you girls in particular. And, you know, I still have my friends from high school and some of my friends um, from being young moms, and we can have fun doing other things. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that means we're old or just smart. <laughs> yeah, that's what's interesting is I remember reading Untamed thinking, oh, yeah, I can do the No, I can't. I can do everything but quit alcohol and then when I started I was like "Mm, does this mean I'm gonna be old I was like I needed to hold on to that fun side of myself because I was gonna be young right and it's it's just the opposite it like rejuvenates you totally and I think the fun thing for people who are listening and thinking about giving up alcohol the number one thing I heard from people was, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to have fun anymore. Yeah. And I think there's a real fear around that because fun is tough to come by right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? know? And the hump, yeah. it's a hump you get over to put yourself in that situation. What were some of those beginning earlier times if you can? Oh my God, it feels so far away now. I think I use humor um, a lot yeah. to get over um, the initial shock that people have when you say no I'm not gonna have a drink um I think I constantly made it no big deal because I was the only one at that time I didn't have you guys and this wonderful podcast and some of the other podcasts that are out there now um I think I didn't really have a lot of tools in my tool belt so I kind of like went for what I knew which was a little bit of the self-deprecating humor, yeah. things like things. disarming yeah, yeah. people. And you know what? Disarming. Once people felt comfortable, <laughs> I unarmed. felt comfortable. Yeah, I am unarmed. I am. I'm like, that was a word, right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but once you said to someone, you know what? I drank enough in my 20s to last me a lifetime, yeah. but yeah. I want you to have fun. Yeah. I'm going to have a Coke because that feels really naughty. Like a Coca-Cola yeah, yeah. classic yeah. feels yeah. really naughty. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you use that self-deprecating humor yes. to kind of um, diffuse the yeah, tension, tension in the room. Right. And once they had one drink or once they realized that I wasn't going to act any different than what they expected someone who had a cocktail to act like, Mm -hmm. it never was a big deal. I've heard you say, (laughs) I've heard you say before when I've been out with you, no, like if I have a, if I have a drink, I'm going to be dancing on this table naked in about 10 minutes. Like, Chances are <laughs> I'll still be dancing on the table, but my clothes will probably remain on. No, I think thinking about this, knowing that I was coming to chat with you guys, I thought a lot about sort of how not drinking has allowed me to evolve as a professional. And I think a lot of us out there, maybe people who are listening, are afraid not just about socially with your friends, because a lot of times you can be very honest with your friends about not drinking. It would be more if you were asked out on a happy hour, okay? Like after work drinks. I've had many people say in front of me, I don't trust anybody who doesn't drink. I used to say that. I know. We all used to say it because Mm -hmm. it was kind of a funny line and it was... But you know what's funny? Would you trust your accountant to file your taxes while completely 
Wait. like hammered, swilling right. his scotch beside his fire. You know, like, right. would you trust your um, RN who delivers our face vitamins, Botox? Um, like, do you want her to have like two glasses of champagne with lunch before she comes at you with a sharp needle? Like, no, right. thank you. In a professional setting, totally. happy hour doesn't need to be like a get yourself absolutely wasted hour. I find now if I go out for a drink or a lunch with someone, it's almost um, easy to say every hour is my happy hour. You know, I'll have a Coke. And you don't even say that you don't drink. And, and nobody really, you guys have said this beautifully on this podcast many times, people are really focused on making sure they have what they need. And if they need one drink to get the edge off and be themselves, who am I to say no as long as they don't struggle with that. Yeah. For me, I wasn't able to be my full self when I was drinking because it didn't make me feel exactly like my real self. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, it, I think that's the common theme with everyone that we mm -hmm. discuss who does not drink anymore. What people who are not even, I don't know, at, at any level of drinking, what they don't understand is how authentic and good you are without it and yeah. how much you actually can love yourself without and, it and how liberating it is mm -hmm. once you let go of it have um, i told you this crazy theory i have probably but i don't hear it <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know if this is crazy theory it. number 4750 <laughs> like, i don't know if i've logged that one <laughs> i think we are who we are when we are five years old true if if you were oh, that, that nice super includer in kindergarten like you probably are still that super includer and that's mm -hmm. so sweet you know things get in the way of finding our real selves things mm -hmm. get in oh, the way yeah. life gets in the way humans you know, people. humans yeah, people ourselves like not drinking allowed me to find that little five-year-old girl again and start yeah. my own business yeah. and look at what it did for you too yeah you guys have, n I have never, actually, Catherine, I didn't know you when you drank. <laughs> I know, that's the funny part. And I feel like I've known you my whole life. I'm like, I, yeah, I knew you when you were five, <laughs> because I know you now. now. Yeah, totally. so beautiful. I know. I know. But for you, Kimmy, like, I've never seen you happier. Yeah. And more, and more successful. Look at mm -hmm. what you've done. You are helping so many people. And it's, it's uh, getting back to your roots and... I think not drinking alcohol kind of allowed you to do that. Yeah. Um, can we talk about teenage and drinking? Yeah, how, how we talk to teenagers about it? Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think I have a teenager. I think it's really difficult to have open and honest conversations with them without them feeling like you're preaching. Yeah. And yeah. like... You've already been here and done this. Let me do my life, please. Yeah, right. um, yeah. The one thing I say is that with alcohol, you don't know the proper dosing as a teenager. That's it, right. <clears throat> That's the conversation. That's the where you come from with that. My advice for parents, and please take it with a grain of salt, because my family is certainly not perfect, and I am definitely not. Uh, I was not a perfect teenager. I was high performing, but I certainly had a, a great deal of fun with my friends. Um, and fun, I'm, I'm using that word to mean we did crazy things. Sometimes there may have been alcohol involved, but most of the time there wasn't. Um, I would say my group of friends, we were fantastic nerds. But if we had wanted to like 
perhaps venture to the cool crowd, there was usually alcohol involved. So I think just saying that to your teenager and saying that when I did try hard alcohol when I was 16, I got very sick because I didn't know the proper dosing. Right. And a beer for your father is very different than a beer for your 17-year-old friend who might be getting behind the wheel of a car. It's just sort of providing that perspective. And listen, they're going to make mistakes, but it's just opening up the conversation about it and talking about it. Um, I am not the type of parent who um, would let drinking happen in my house. I'm just like, yeah, I They've got plenty of time for that if they would like to try it in college. I just want them to call me before they do. I know. That's it. Because you're, I think because you're keeping that, you're starting the open conversation. It will continue. It just, it's the way it is. Yeah, I I think think just having these, starting these conversations early and Mm -hmm. showing our kids how vulnerable we have been around this topic and our experiences we have had will allow them to see what we've been through and understand it a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, and feel comfortable coming to us to talk about it. And that's my only hope and that's all we can do at this point. Um, We have little kids right now. You have a teenager, but um, you know, that's that's what we can. I want them to know too. Well, they'll never think we're cool. But what I was going to say was... Oh, I try so hard. (laughs) You are cool to me. I know, I know. We're not cool. I think I'm super cool and hip, and then quickly I get put in my place. Well, you can tell, like, I'm trying. Like, A, (laughs) fail right there. Like, don't try. I, like, try and say things to sound cool, and I'm like, what? I am old. I, 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 no, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited about the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm like, these are these. I know oh, these people. I know them. I'm excited. Wait, did you see what I sent you guys on yes. Instagram? Yeah. What is it? I, I guess there's a football game during yeah. the Snoop Trey and um, M&M, M&M concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids are like, Mom, you don't know them. I'm like, I oh do. God, I can't I wait do. for the halftime you show, guys, and I'm just gonna be bumping. One of my That's a thing, right? One of my. <laughs> One of my daughter's friends was reading. I was driving them all somewhere. Um, put a pin in that, by the way. Driving. It, like, that is the one thing I stress to the teenagers. Yeah. Use an yeah, Uber. That's, that's if you right. experiment that with alcohol, which me. I hope you won't, you are blessed enough to yeah. live in a time when technology can be on your side. 100%. So not only if you, if you don't feel comfortable letting me know the misstep that you may have made, just make sure you protect yourself and your friends yeah. and don't ever. And how different that is now than it was for us because it was rampant drinking and driving yeah and now I do feel that the education is there for them it's beaten on them not just from family but from school it's just you're an educator though I would love for there to be an actual very undare like program for teenagers that was perhaps college students talking to them about it or something that felt more authentic and real because I'm not sure that that program is exactly what children in, right. in this particular time need. Maybe our was, time was different, but... There was somebody that they had come in when I was in school, when I was teaching consistently, not just subbing, that... By the way, shared, subbing is yeoman's work, so mm-hmm. don't say just subbing. Well, I don't see all the ins and outs now, is what I mean, but they were... This person was talking about how awful their experience was and went in depth about how their life was turned upside down so they do have people who are more authentic than just the dare and the mad and you know we are the smoke free class of 2000 (laughs) like that what it was we had a dance party (laughs) 
so weird. And meanwhile, I everybody love to see that footage. Oh my! I wish there was. Actually, I'm so glad there is not footage because I'm sure I was in the center of that dance. I'm circle. sure you're the choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, like I, I have to say, I have to say, like high school was the best time, and it really didn't involve that much alcohol for me. So that's good. Looking that's back, so it that's was really that's there great. was certainly some, but not enough to you know really negatively impact my life and I just want to make sure that that's the same for all my kids I do think that what the stage we're setting now as parents and I say this over and over again is correcting things that were our own mistakes like our parents tried to do and if we're setting them up with so much more than we had they are going to be better off and that is like rest on that laurel yeah Um, and know that, yeah, even though it's so stressful, we are doing the right, we're doing right by them by keeping all of that open and showing them how we are vulnerable to make these hard decisions for ourselves. That silly expression, do as I say, not as I I do, do. it's pretty great that now we can say, no, just do what I'm doing. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because my, my father used to say that. He's like, do as I say, not as I do. And I'm like confusing so it's so funny I do have to say I did not grow up in a house my mother doesn't drink and my father rarely would drink and my father would always say to me from the time I was a teenager you don't control alcohol alcohol controls you and to this day I thought it was so silly I mean very very silly they also told me nothing good happens after 11 o'clock which I now believe and I had a curfew until I got married (laughs) oh yeah no legit me but too, me too. I appreciate it because those words, though I didn't ever heed them until mm-hmm. I was in my 30s, now I'm like, oh, that, that really was true. I think alcohol um, is sort of one of those substances, if overused and used inappropriately, ha- it takes a complete grip over yeah. you. And um, I, I don't feel like everyone has the same relationship to alcohol that I did mm-hmm. because I have very dear friends who have a glass of wine and that's it and then they um and they don't do it every evening they might do it once or twice a week and I really love and appreciate that yeah Yeah, I can too I'm an all or nothing type person I knew that even in college I used to do um Lent dry Lent like that was my 40 days in in college in college Mm -hmm. you are one that's like mind-blowing to me I'm like I couldn't even take up like a Thursday night off in college girls do but that's how much I was drinking the rest of the time <laughs> like I, well, I was too but I uh, yeah. couldn't even yeah. imagine like, I have not doing I actually so Francie I have a question for you yes um, can't wait sorry what are your thoughts on the whole mommy wine culture it's so funny I think um like did, that affect, me? did that affect you <clears throat> um let me, I feel like let me clear a, my throat into this microphone that played a big role in my drinking um in the progression of my drinking so I'm curious if that affected you do you think it played a progression in terms of you Look felt like the question right I know I'm I sorry know. <laughs> I know this go, is go. what I do I know. I, I know. I love it. no I just want to cl- like yeah clarify clarify your, your question so yeah. I can answer it yeah. when you say it impacted you did it like encourage you that you had a, like a sisterhood yes. who was drinking yes. yes got it exactly um I actually think it enabled me made me feel like I wasn't alone mm, that's yeah. where you uh, yeah you and I yeah gathered 
friendships. Friendships. And I love yeah. With the little t-shirts and the little merch that's like, I never it's got one into o'clock. That. I never did that. No, I didn't. But like, no, me neither. And I think that only They have way nicer clothes, clothes than that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cheesy. <laughs> No, you know what's funny? And it's going to, it's, I'm going to age myself or age my non drinkingness. It wasn't as much of a five thing. years ago. Like wasn't five really, years it ago. wasn't. Yeah. No, You're it right. Wasn't. So actually, I, I think it I, wasn't, it wasn't, there was no nomenclature associated yes, with it. it was, and it wasn't and really for us either because we were drinking five years ago as mommies, quote unquote. Yeah. I, I do. And it developed. It, deve- that, it is more there. of like a new that that term is more of like a new phenomenon. But like, I what do- isn't a new phenomenon is the fact that we go from being highly educated young women yeah. who go to very prestigious four year colleges. We are all super overachievers, and then um, we tend to marry people who maybe are also overachievers, yeah. and we have babies, and all of the things that we once. <sighs> we're working toward, all of a sudden have completely shifted. Right. I chose to stay home and just consult when my kids were little. Yeah. And um, this it, whole other world is yes. thrust upon us and we don't really know how That's to handle exactly it. That's yeah. exactly the truth right yeah. there. Yeah. That's so and true, I'm just Gracie. so proud of all of us that what we did was recognize that that wasn't the best version of ourselves when our children were, were young enough. My, um, my oldest daughter when I stopped was nine. Um, and I think that math is right. My math is very shady. But my youngest was two, and my oldest my oldest no. son was three. Yeah. So I had a nine, right? Three and a two. And the boys have never no, they have no known alcohol. And we keep alcohol in the house for guests. And I talk very little about it because they have no recollection of me right. ever ordering even a glass of wine at dinner. And I'm so grateful for that yeah, because that's awesome. Yeah. And the other thing is too. We also make sure to never talk down to people who do order a glass of wine at yeah. dinner because right. there is nothing wrong with that if you have control over the substance. Right. And um, I think it's really important for people to know that you respect their place, but you want them to respect your place too. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I think a lot of times there's some really probing questions that come in a, even in a group when you say, oh, you know what, I, I don't drink. Why? Mm-hmm. But that's actually, instead of looking at it as an attack on me or my choice, right. I look at it as, wow, this person's really curious. curious. Yeah. It's one of the um, Claire Windsor famous reframes. Yes. Claire is one of our very dear friends, <laughs> waving at us from across the room. <laughs> because we really, we really can't do one thing without all of us. <laughs> yeah, they have to be four of us together. <laughs> I did wear my Mirabeau robe over here. <laughs> Shout out to Mirabeau. <laughs> she did. She wore it in. Um. No, I just think that it, people who don't drink are some of the least judgmental people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I think if you walk through life with that non-judgmental attitude, um, you'll find friends in, in every place that you go. Yeah. And if perhaps back in the day during the beginning of this mommy wine culture, someone said, yeah, wine's great for some people, but, you know, it's not great for me. Mm-hmm. People would have been like, oh, really? And maybe that curiosity would have, you know, snowballed a little quicker. Yeah. I do think you are at the foundation of a real movement um, that women our age are realizing Again, we were sold this bill of goods that drinking made you feel better. It allowed you to succeed professionally. You can balance everything as yeah. long as you have your wine. Yeah. 
And I think you guys are doing really great things to destigmatize what it is to live a life without alcohol. Nobody ever says they regret quitting alcohol. Like, just truth. Kim just laid it right on the table. <laughs> it's true. It's funny. Do you guys ever think that in just preparing to come here today, I was trying to think of my early days because, to be honest, you guys will all be five years out. And you it's might, a lifetime ago, right? It's a lifetime ago. Yeah. I don't even think about it. But right. I was trying to think of the early fears that I had. And I remember saying to my husband, who's uber supportive, and at one point, we might never have a vacation to Napa. And that makes me sad. I said the same thing. I had already been to Napa twice. But I, I remember Lucky thinking, girl. I remember thinking, I'll ne- like, because we have been wanting to go to Italy or something like that totally. at some point um, when the kids are older. And I remember thinking, I, I can't go. I, know. I can't drink wine in Europe. There, at one point earlier in the, you know, in my full, first full year, I was like, I think I could still go to Italy and have a glass of wine. And I'm in a totally different place. Now, now, that, you, now yeah. I was like, you know, I you just, because yeah. I you even talked to you about and think that. About, like, no, you can't. I'm like, <laughs> but now you go to Italy well, and have I that. I say that I can't. I had to come do it on my yeah, own. I know. But now no, I think I about that trip and I'm like, I think Food. about all the things I can do and right. not, I don't go, I don't even think about wine now. Spa treatments. Yeah, spa treatments. Now we think food, about spa. spaghetti and food. Cheese. Please. And like all the physical activities I can yeah. do and I wouldn't be hungover because I know if I, I, I would be like hungover the entire time I was there or just like so focused on yeah. where I can get my next drink. And they're just... I can't believe you said Vesuvius because I, I had a friend in kindergarten. Who died? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, no, I did. Thank God she's still with oh us, but God. she used to know. use Mount Vesuvius to talk about when things exploded. Oh, she's still she, my friend. But I, I just want to say that um, in, in the <laughs> sorry in the beginning um, when I first stopped drinking. I woke up that morning and I had very few people that I could count on and I could talk to. And I didn't know anybody that was AF, alcohol free, didn't drink, sober, whatever you want to call it. I texted you at like 7 a.m., Francie, and I told you, I think because like a month before we were at like the kids flag football game and you had said something to me you had alluded to like if you ever feel like not drinking like I'm your girl or something and we were friends but we weren't like super super tight and I texted you and I said I think it's time I think I need to stop drinking I need your help and you showed up at my door at like 7 a.m with a box of donuts because that's your thing you always bring you donuts you always bring donuts I love that and too. coffee and I was just like a puddle I was crying I didn't know what to do and you were like you were like at the door and I literally picture you like you're like before you were sober at that point like you were like glowing you were like so beautiful and you just were so like put together. She was like an angel. She was so put together. I was in a robe. You were clearly no. hungover. No, I was so hungover. I was so hungover. But I knew also this, this is what you were looking for. Claire, to. who is also here across the table, I texted you too and 
I, I said, I need your help. And you came by later as well. You know you the weirdest thing? Me, and you sent me a million text messages that day. You both checked in on me. Catherine, you and I were not really talking then, but... No, we weren't. No, we weren't really talking but, then. But guess what? Guess what? We, we did after. Yes. We did. <laughs> we connected. But they like, are now. We are now. I know. We just we, went in different directions yeah, we did, for a but, while. But, you know, I just... I, I feel like everything happens for a reason, obviously, okay. but you guys were really there for me. And I just want you guys to I will that. always be there for you. I and know. I think I saw something. I didn't know Catherine, but I saw Claire and Kim when our kids were in pre-K together. And it's maybe it was the clarity I had because I didn't drink. I've told them this after the fact. I wanted to be their friends. Totally. <laughs> like, to the point I where I was like, oh, do you think they'll be there? They had that, like, cool girl thing. And I think... Well, Claire might be one of I the knew funniest it. human beings yes. I've ever met. A hundred percent, but also so um, insightful. And Kim, yes. to me, was just had it all. Like, do you know what I mean? Had a beautiful family, had a yeah. wonderful husband, yeah. is gorgeous, and was always very friendly. Um, but then I think that day at flag football, I think I saw I like, like a little pain in your broken eyes. Broken on the inside. Like oh, I had yes. it all on the outside, looked like I had it together, mm-hmm. but I was like and what I've broken on the inside. Loved about you though is that you we'd see we'd work out together, we would drink together. Yeah. But there was always this deeper connection mm-hmm. yeah. that I always knew existed because you yeah. could come into a class and be like, I am an anxious fucking mess. Yeah. And totally. and I could try and like connect with you then. And I was a and you'd always shake your pants. Okay. <laughs> oh, and we all shit our pants. Yeah, we could, that's a whole other episode. Wait, what do you call those episodes that have nothing to do with the, you know the name of it, when they have nothing to do with the topic of the podcast? Sidebar? Sidebar episodes? Or- what? The orphan. Oh, the orphan episode. That's an orphan. That's Thank a you, Claire. Fabulous <laughs> episode. No, I just think, you know what, that... And that's what you... That's what blossoms when you're not yeah. drinking, is you yeah. can... The bullshit is not there anymore, so yeah. you can authentically... Be, it's so true. Add, add <laughs> it's so true. But it's, so, it's yeah. no longer... An, uh, crutch for yeah. all the wrong things yeah and what's That's fascinating true. to me is what Kim and Catherine have done with their sobriety because and it made me feel a little guilty because I had been sober for like five years and no, not really so, done anything no, to help stop. anyone no, 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 stop. but I feel like you really used it as a moment to help some other people that you thought might be hurting in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of the winter, when you did it, when it, that this is a very dark time for a lot of people. There's so many people that numb themselves with alcohol because of losses they've experienced. Mm-hmm. And loneliness. Loneliness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's so many reasons why you just want to turn life off. Yeah. And there's so many other ways that we're learning every day. I learned so much from you guys about how to turn that off. Uh, while I don't use alcohol anymore, I still panic all of yeah. the time. And so, you know, things like meditating and things like that we're all now feeding each other with. Yeah. I think it's... Um, Tidbits. Yeah, yeah, if you're open to things helping you other than alcohol, like, try it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Thank and five you. years from now, you'll be sitting here crazy with your friends talking about, oh, remember those days? When you shit your pants. When you shit your pants. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> 
so long ago, 24 hours. <laughs> oh, thank you so much thank for coming. You. I love you, you and I um, love you so much. I'm so grateful for you both Aww. and for Claire. Yes. Thank you.